And welcome to another edition of The Power of Fitness with Jack Nunn. How's it going, Jack? Good, how are you? Good, man. Good, good, good. Getting ready for the uh, 4th and all that kind of good stuff? Yeah, yeah. Getting ready. <laughs> 4th of July. Yeah, it's always good. Always yeah. good. So, uh, we've had a couple of weeks off, but uh, we're back at it. Yes. So, you know, uh, one of the things, uh, you know, you had mentioned earlier and we, we should talk about is the fact that uh, before holidays, uh, right around the holiday season, um, you know, even you, you at your business, you see a big influx of people coming into the gym, uh, you know, right before the holiday and stuff like that, and then uh, they tend to drop off right after that, huh? Yeah, it's typical. Last 10 years I've been in the fitness industry, uh, you know, it's human nature a little bit, but uh, I guess, and it's, uh, but it's amazing how um, you think things kind of change, people get more, um, you see the trend of eating healthier and all these things, yet people aren't truly practicing what they're preaching. I mean, it, the trend, it's going there, but uh, as far as exercise, too, there's always the New Year's resolutions, the first Feb- January, February, March are packed, and then uh, the summertime, the gyms really fall off, and um, it's a really slow season for us, and of course, people want to get out and do other activities, and that's great. Um, and they, they do other things and they have things planned or families and summer school and things get a little crazy. Um, I've noticed it with uh, my instructors as well. Um, we have a lot of subbing going on, a lot of classes missed, a lot of, um, uh, you know, scheduling due to, me, you know, finding instructors to sub and due to summer schedules. So that's when people have time to travel and everything. But I found it very interesting, actually, because I was at the gym teaching a class on Monday uh, last night, and I had a trouble finding a parking space, and I was like, wow, this feels like January again, and I was like, hmm, and it got me thinking, are these people really coming in to work out for July 4th, or getting ready to work out July 4th, maybe they have the time to work out because they are off work, or something like that, but it was packed, and yeah. um, I actually made a a kind of a joke and I was saying in class okay today we're going to lose 10 pounds in class you know and just get you ready for that fourth you know I was kind of playing into it but um, you know people need to realize that it's a lifestyle and, and um, to stay active and you know you can actually do a little bit more harm than good by working out really hard uh, one month and then dropping off or you know going on and off you actually keep resetting your body so to keep consistency is key and to keep uh you know that lifestyle i know it's hard things get in the way but just to really push forward and you know like my dad always says it's you know anyone can work out on the good days but it's the bad days that really uh you know push you through and i used to hate it when he said that because i'd be training the national team and i'd wake up and i would you know you're for us rowers and also athletes out there the Olympics are coming up, I mean, we all know our bodies are constantly swimming in lactic acid, so you're just, you know, Jason Reed said that best when we interviewed him, he's an Olympic gold medalist in 2000, um, 2004, and, um, you know, we're constant pain, but you don't have to be like that all the time, but just to kind of keep a, a good schedule, and the schedule, the plan is, is very important, get yourself a logbook or something to write in, and, um, schedule your workouts just like you would schedule anything and and uh you know be committed and uh and be uh you know be promise to yourself you know have a promise to yourself have a goal 
and that really helps me. Right now I'm training for that third Ironman in November and I'm having to write my workouts down again to keep me honest and diligent and, um, and on track uh, right. because days fly by and then all of a sudden you know you get to the end of the week and you're like oh I'm falling short on my hours so um, for Ironman training it's all about hours per week putting in the hours uh, if you average a certain amount of hours you can get a certain um, time right it, it, it's very uh, it's a, it's it's yeah it's it's definitely like that so so goals um, with, uh, with the basically the, the workout diary um, it serves more than one purpose in because I know a lot of times people use it to kind of keep track of you know what did I lift last week so I can start at the same you know weight in general or time wise and stuff like that but it also helps with maintaining um, goals and, and actually keeping you coming so yeah actually there's a log book that I've used actually I bought my first one just at Office Depot or Staples um, just like a book but then I saw one at Jamba Juice uh, that's called Logbook One, um, and you can get it, I think you can Google it online, Logbook One, and order yourself a logbook. It's for runners, however, you can use it for any kind of, um, you know, workouts you want to do. I use it for, obviously, rowing and Ironman training, but it gives you, like, a guide, like, how much sleep do you get per night, um, what was your energy like, what did you eat, and you can write a little, like, a little bit of a journal in there. For each day, it also has quotes from um, like Steve Prefontaine and different runners and different uh, motivational quotes every week. Uh -huh. um, also, what's your goal for that week? So it's kind of nice. It's structured so it's very athletic, and then it gives you like heart rate things in the back. It's very informative. So that's Logbook One, and I've been using those for the past couple years. Um, my schedule, because it's my job, I, I I don't write down as much at all actually it's funny I use my same logbook that I have had sitting at my desk forever and I just picked it up a few weeks ago because I'm five months out of my training for my Ironman I look back and it's from um, it's from France it's <laughs> from when I did the Ironman in France four years ago so I haven't kept my logbook but again it's my job so but it's it's cool to see to keep you honest and to see what you're doing per week I already know kind of an average of what I'm doing um, but when you're really dedicated towards something, maybe you want to sign up for a 10K or maybe you want to sign up for a, um, a, a marathon or something like that, um, you got to put in the work um, to train for it, just like anything. I mean, if you have a job, you got to do job training. You, you know, um, if you have a, a specific sport, you got to play that specific sport. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, you know, you got to train for that. And then if you want to, you know, drop weight, you got to, have the right nutrition and the right um, and the right exercises and rowing I have to be biased because I'm a rower but it's one of the best exercises you can do around because it's working your whole entire body so a question I have also is you know this time of year you know summertime in most parts of the world or in our part of the world um, so you have a big change in the in the temperature um, should people adjust their workouts based on uh, the heat as, as well as uh, yeah, in the if it's too high, like uh, back east, uh, absolutely. Um, you know, they're having a huge heat wave back there right now. Uh, definitely do not work out in the middle of the day outside. Um, I got heat stroke and strep throat and had the flu for about a month um, when I went out in the middle of the day when I was training on the national team. Um, and that was really dumb. 
to go out there at 105 degree heat and just go, you know, have a workout. Uh, you're, you're putting your body into shock when you do that, just as if you're going into freezing cold working out. Um, you do you do burn more calories in the heat, so people should know that. Like mm-hmm. next time you go out and you say oh, it's too hot to exercise, you actually burn more calories in the heat. So know that that's um, a plus. Um, and I always say that people are miserable, like you know, it makes it better, you know, so that they don't have to think about that. But um, yeah, drink lots of water for sure, lots of water. Um, try and eat something within 45 minutes of after you work out. Um, your blood sugar drops big time and you need to get uh, restore back that energy or get that energy back in your body Um, and yeah try and work out in the morning before the sun comes up you know especially back east in the morning um, to like about 10 a.m. or 9 a.m. and then maybe at night afterwards but midday avoid that if you're outside and it's like an 80 90 I mean just be aware but back east, if any of you guys are from there, you know what I'm talking about. Um, it's yeah, it's, you're putting yourself in that in that position, so try and avoid that. Another thing that uh, I read about recently is, uh, and I don't know if it's just a theory, if it's been proven or not, but uh, something about when you're working out and you know drinking drinking warm fluids uh, supposedly helps you keeps your metabolism up as opposed to drinking cold fluids oh yeah I've heard that before um that's a little bit of kumbaya um a little um and that was actually a uh a a reaction I I went to massage school for a couple months and the the teacher was talking about that how this was years ago how if you drink cold water you're actually cooling the fire in your body and you're making it harder for your body to burn you know, foods or to not be as efficient. Um, but you know what? Uh, I don't, you know, I don't really, I'm indifferent about it. I don't really think about that. And I know that coffee before workouts is a good idea because, it's, it's the, it gets your heart rate, it gets your metabolism going because your heart rate and all that stuff and the caffeine a little bit, right. but just stick to regular coffee. Don't put, don't do a, you know, a latte or a, don't get crazy and do a frappuccino and do 600 calories, regular coffee, you know, zero calories, maybe a creamer a little bit, but, um, just regular coffee and a, a, a few cups, not like a pot. And, um, and that will be good. Um, I, tea is very good for you, you know, for your immune system. Iced tea, you know, the whole thing between hot and cold, I really don't, I just don't see it. I, I, I think your body doesn't really, I, I'm not going to say it doesn't care, but it, you know what? I know when I'm back east or back east or when it's really hot, I, I pour cold water behind my neck to help myself cool down. Right. Because your body can heat up so much that you know you can get sick or heat stroke. Um, so if you're drinking hot fluids out there when on a hot day, I, just because you think like I don't I don't think your body is gonna like that very much, and I think you crave certain things at certain times because your body's craving that. Right. So if you're overheated and and you need some, you want something cold, drink something cold, you know, because that's what your body craves, you know. So. Um, again, that's 
like I said, a little kumbaya. You know, it's a little bit of, um, I've heard it before, I, I'm indifferent about it, um, you know, I haven't really heard that great of arguments either way, so that's, but I, but I, I do know that what your body craves, that's what you should go for, you know? Okay. So. One of the other things, uh, you know, you mentioned the, the cooling down, you know, cooling your body down. Um, a lot of times when people work out, um, they'll do whatever their exercise is, and then they do what they call cool down exercises. Mm -hmm. um, is there a period of time that your body should dig back? You know, we talked in the past about heart rates and heart monitors and things like that. But is there a certain period of time from when you finish your workout that your body should be leveled off or something? Or is there something you should be concerned with? Mm, yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Your body actually burns calories for another hour or so after you work out. Mm -hmm. So your heart rate's elevated actually for that after like about an hour. That's that's for an hour exercise. Your body is for about an hour is still burning calories and still heart rate's elevated. If your heart rate's elevated after that for a longer period of time, you should probably yeah see someone or take you know see a physician or. Or ask that question later. Yeah. Um, but it's probably just because you're not, you're just starting a new exercise, you know. And um, but yeah, definitely if you keep staying elevated, you know, you should definitely um, uh, be concerned about that. But for an hour, it's normal. It's okay. totally normal. Um, even at, at elite athletes, we're still our heart rates are, are elevated, especially yeah. if you're overtraining. If you're overtraining. Uh, sometimes I've had I I've had the issue of not being able to go to sleep because my heart rate's so high, and that's a, a sign of overtraining, meaning that you're training too much. Your body's not able to rest, and that actually goes against you. So I've had that happen to me a couple times. It's, it's really weird. Yeah. Um, when you're you're trying to sleep and your heart rate's da -da 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 -da, you know, and it's not, it's really not good for you. That just it's a sign that, that your body can't recover, and um, it's just too much. So there's there is it is finding that balance, but that's a good question. Yeah, for about an hour, it's normal. Okay. Um, another thing was is uh, you know everybody's always talking about certain certain combos or certain supplements and things that do certain things. And one of the things that I uh, I read about, and I remember hearing about this years and years ago, uh, was taking uh, niacin to uh, explosively uh, opens up your arteries and and that's, helps the blood flow. Uh, you know, a certain way, and they, people say they get the tingly feeling and stuff like that. Um, is stuff is that something that's necessary, or is that something that people should be looking out to do, or, or is it is that? I know you really talk a lot about nutrition. Is that just covered in your basic nutrition? Um, yeah, I think anything you take, you should ask a physician or someone you know in, in, in the nutritionist world. Um, I'm not too up on the niacin part, but I do know that. Um, you know, fruits and vegetables, I've gone back to the basics, um, and with the supplement I'm taking, the concentrated food supplement, Juice Plus, along with their Complete, is the best thing, and that has natural, probably niacin in it. Um, with creatine and stuff like that, um, cranberries actually have creatine in it, and your body actually produces creatine naturally. But anything you add more to, it always causes side effects. So you want to be careful about adding uh, what I call um, synthetics, you know, or, or too much of certain things um, to your body and, and whatever it is in moderation. Um, 
if you load up on certain things, you're causing an overload on your body, for, you know. So to keep it simple, you know, more fruits and vegetables, Juice Plus is a really good way to get, it's, a, it's basically your insurance every day to fill in those, those servings. Yeah. Um, and also the Complete, which is their protein. And naturally, you're getting that niacin in there, I'm sure. Uh, just not a whole lot of it. Um, which, you know, if you can take a whole lot of creatine, your body swells up, you, know, you actually can get dehydrated, and some athletes have passed out on the, on the football field from it, stuff like that, and died, actually. Um, but that's from the heat exhaustion, too, and, you know, you can't just blame it on that. Fully blame it on that, <laughs> but, uh, um, but, yeah, I've stopped taking all kinds of supplements. I used to take ephedra um, before it got banned um, for a couple years, and people kind of wide-eye me when I when I say that, but it was legal back then. It was a tea, right. Mormon tea. It was a ephedrine. It was a, a, a major caffeine boost, and I took it before I went to practice to try and get myself warmed up, and it worked, but also uh, I found myself in the car driving home with severe mood swings and severe side effects, like some side effects, like I couldn't get my heart rate down and things, you know, my body kind of went out of whack a little bit, so um, <laughs> go figure, you know, but um, but yeah, I stopped taking that immediately and I'm, I was actually just stressing my body more when I took these synthetics, when I took these other supplements, Right. and now when I'm doing fruits and vegetables, I feel better, I sleep better. Um, I'm I'm grazing less, meaning I'm not eating as many. Um, I'm not addicted or craving other bad foods, you know. Right. Um, and I feel really good. So when I do eat bad foods, I feel it right away. Like I'm cautious about that. So um, yeah. So I mean, just go back to the basics and uh, try and know that you get all the right energy sources, all the right foods, just from fruits and vegetables, berries, stuff like that. When we were talking a little bit ago, and you said you'd be cautious for overtraining and stuff, and I know you work with the junior athletes a lot. A lot of the kids uh, are, are getting a lot of training, whether they're doing uh, multiple workouts a day for a specific sport. But a lot of kids play multiple sports, and or like my son, he plays uh, you know, he plays a lot of soccer on multiple teams. Um, what is it? What's a parent to do to uh, kind of keep an eye on whether or not their kids overtraining? Because you know. When it's yourself, you kind of know. And, yeah. and it's your kid who always says, yeah, I'm fine, I'm just, I'm going to I'm gonna chill out a little bit before my next practice. How do you keep track, and how, or what are, are there signs you can look for to make sure that you're, somebody you're responsible for, you know, specifically your kids, are, aren't overtraining? Um, some signs, uh, well, just verbally, uh, it's called perceived exertion, or PE. Um, there's actually science, scientific terms for this, and it's, perceived exertion is what you think is hard or what you are telling your coach is too hard and stuff like that and then there's the the, um, the lactic acid testing that actually tells you how hard you're going and um, so there a lot of athletes now are getting in trouble uh, meaning that they're not wanting to tell their coaches oh I'm tired or that's too hard because they're afraid right. so the coaches keep pushing the limit kind of thing and they're like oh I can keep pushing more and I can keep pushing more and what happens is the kids overtrain yeah and then they get worse and um, they're not really telling their coaches the truth so a lot of these coaches are going to science uh, for lactic acid testing testing the blood 
the lactic acid in the blood to, to actually see how hard these kids are going or the athletes are going. Uh, the Long Beach Junior Crew, the rowing people just, just did it the other week. And um, I think it's great um, because, you know, everyone has their own levels. And uh, But telltale signs, if you don't have a, a scientific machine <laughs> like that, I'm, I'm going very technical here, but that, that's something that, you know, many people don't think about, you know, and don't even know about. We did it on the national team. But anyways, telltale signs are basically if your kid comes home in the middle of the day, passes out of sleep for like five hours, uh, wakes up and then does another training session, isn't able, maybe grades are falling off, uh, falling asleep in class, um, whether or not the class is boring or something like that, but not really able to, to be awake for certain things, that's, that's a big sign. Right. Um, appetite, if your kid is not uh, eating um, properly or not eating on a regular schedule or something like that um and again these kids should be eating more fruits and vegetables not eating junk and you know get the get the idea out of your head oh he'll just burn it off anyways right. because he needs it's like putting bad gas into a car you can't do a soccer game and then eat in and out you gotta eat at least some salads or some kind of try and you know uh link performance to sport with the kids you'll do better if you eat these foods um, and emphasize that again and again and again um, because the younger they have that the better but yeah those sleep appetite um, just as if you were sick you know I mean really I mean uh, those signs you know not performing well falling asleep in class I mean um, the kids might get to a point where they're burned out and they just want to quit Right. And they'll make up excuses. Well, what is it really? I mean, ask them. Are is it too hard? I mean, physically demanding. You know, are you having fun? And sometimes these coaches they really get competitive, and it's normal. It's uh, human nature. You want to get competitive, you want to win, and they'll do extra practices. Trust your coaches. On the other hand, trust your coaches. Don't go off to extracurricular activities. Look for someone else to train with and do like double workouts. Right. We've had that issue. Um, with again with the Long Beach rower the juniors who are looking for the edge quote unquote the edge and they're trying to get more workouts from different coaches and guess what they have Olympic coaches to begin with <laughs> and they're going off to other coaches saying oh he's they're not good enough and I'm like what do you and they're coming some of them are coming to me and I'm like hey you know that's an insult to these guys these guys are my friends I'll tell you certain things, but trust them. Yeah, I can I can tell you more, but I'm not going to train them more because they're already getting enough training. Right. You train them more, you overtrain. And some parents think you know more, 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 more is better. No, it's the quality. So you're getting the good quality. You're getting the workouts. It's probably the kid that's not putting the effort into that quality. You know what I mean? Right. It's not. You train that kid more, he'll fall apart. So trust the training and emphasize, you know, hard work with that training. So. You know, you, you bring up a good point when you talked about, <clears throat> you know, when the parents get involved and stuff. You know, sometimes I think uh, that with kids, they enjoy playing a sport or enjoy being involved in a sport. Um, and sometimes the parents see that child as taking the sport, you know, way beyond where the kid really wants to go with 
at this time. The kid just wants to enjoy playing the sport. And they're pushed into, you know, you can be a pro someday sometimes. And I, uh, I wonder if, if that's a lot of the times where you start seeing really sometimes very talented kids rebel and say, I'm, I'm done with this or I really don't feel like doing it. And I also think that sometimes it takes uh, away from a, a kid who, whose abilities aren't going to take them to the pros but enjoys doing what they're doing at the moment and is good at what they're doing at this level. Um, how does how, I know as, as coaches, you know, you kind of feel the best team out there and, and give everybody an opportunity, but um, as a coach, how do you kind of um, keep track of whether or not I know it's kind of hard with the parents, but the parents are setting goals that the kids can't maintain. Yeah, uh, you know that it's just a balance. It's a fine balance. Um, my dad, being the Olympian and the rowing coach, um, did ne- never put pressure on me in, in high school, but he but he did it in a way where he would tell me, "This is where you could be." I'm not going to tell you to work harder, but I'm just going to show you. Like, uh, meaning that it was like an underlying pressure, but it was a good pressure. It wasn't like, do this or, you know, or else. It was like, this is what you, this is what you have in front of you. This is your opportunity. Um, do you, do you want it? Is it yours? I don't know. But it's up to you to figure that out. So is this, this like, it's a very, it's like reverse psychology kind of thing, you know? And it's a, it was a very cool way. I responded well. Some kids don't respond well to that. Some kids need the the beating. Okay, take for instance the LA Kings this year in the hockey. Not many. I don't know how many people follow hockey, but they had a coach that wasn't so. He was kind of laid back, kind of whatever. They got a new coach. He lit a fire under their butts and said, "Hey, get the work done." Da da. And then look what happened. They won the freak. They won the whole thing. Right. So some some kids need to be told what to do. Some you know. So it's just, it's finding that kind of equation, that, that whatever it is with that certain personality and, and plugging it in. Um, with me, it was uh, definitely uh, reverse psychology. Definitely what my dad did was the best, you know? I would have reacted completely different if he would have uh, been the yelling type or, you know, that, that type. I think it's overall the, the better, because any, anyone can yell at your kid and or put the pressure on the kid that's easy but yeah. it's it's it takes talent to get really down to it and, and dig underneath and and um, and find out what that kid wants and I'll and just present the opportunity I mean hey this is what you can create do you want do you want it right. and ask them ask the kid don't just assume and say no this is where you're gonna go kids hate that yeah. you know they don't they want their own, right? Thing, just like you want your own thing, but make ask ask your child what what do you want to do and present options. I quit baseball and soccer one day. I, quit, I came home; it was a huge deal. I was really ashamed. I felt like a failure, kind of. But I was like, I can't handle it anymore. My dad said, "Well, either you find something else to do, or you get a job." And I was like, "Well, I don't want to work. How about that? How about that? Uh, how about that? Uh, in high school, I don't want a freaking job already. You know, I want to. Uh, how about that rowing thing?" And my dad jumped out of his chair and called up the coach. I was rowing the next day. Yeah. The rest is history. So, um, and then it became a passion. And asked me 10, 15 years ago if I had no way. I, I I don't know. I'd probably be a surf bum. I don't know what I'd be doing. I. I 
wouldn't be in the fitness world, I don't think. And um, so, you know, stuff happens like that. But don't put the pressure on your kids like you have to do this or you have to do that. Uh, present options. Find out what they want to do. And and who knows? It might turn into something. But, but the, yeah, number one, the child has to have fun with it, you know. Right. So and um, and then from there they'll do much better. So just think of that. If, if the kid's not having fun, and you know, as you get older, it gets more and more serious. But let them have as much fun as they can as possible right now because they'll do better at at that at that sport. Excellent. Well, as we wrap up, uh, got like about a minute left. Any any words of wisdom to get through the uh, fourth? Yeah, and enjoy. Don't uh, don't be one of those people that. Um, runs down the strand in uh in the south bay or newport and tries to get a workout in at 5 p.m when everyone else is partying <laughs> just because you're proving something to something i know there's not many people that do that but i've seen people work out on the fourth and i'm like are you kidding me <laughs> there's a time and a place okay i'm just saying be consistent you don't have to be neurotic or whatever, but if that's your cup of tea, fine. But I will slap you if I see you down there at 5 p.m. You know, working out. I can't stand that. And I'm like, really? It's it's um, it's kind of like working out on New Year's during New Year's. You know, um, take take time off, enjoy, have fun, but know that you know, get back on it, get going, and space it out. Plan it, have a schedule, plan it out. Get a get a logbook. Write down your workouts, whatever it is. Have a goal in mind. How many hours are you gonna work out this week? Three or four. Okay, we'll build from here. Space them out. Don't do them all in one day, and have fun with it. Excellent. Yeah. Thanks, Jack. Jack uh, Nunn from Powerhouse Fitness. That's powerhousefit.com. If somebody wants to get a hold of you, they can email you at. Yeah, you can email me at powerhousefit at gmail.com. And then uh, for that Juice Plus, that supplement, you can go to jnunjuiceplus.com. Um, that's my first initial last name, jnunjuiceplus.com. And, um, and yeah, just eat well and have, have a great uh, fourth, everybody. Great. And we'll see you next week. Another edition of The Power of Fitness with Jack Nunn right here at the Talk Store Arena Network.